Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights here with Rich Klein. We're talking about hobby vaults, plural, and we're going to bat around some alternatives, some uh, express a, a broader definition of a hobby vault than what you might be thinking. But thanks, sponsors, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. We hear a lot of talk about hobby vaults or, or a hobby vault. There's more than one. I've looked at it in a broader definition. I have my own vault. My most valuable cards are at the bank. That's a bank vault. But I don't take people down there to see that because, in fact, there's more than one bank, just in case you're wondering. Not you, Rich, but other people. But a vault is intended to mean a safe place for your cards. But if you broaden that, ComC is a hobby vault. It's a safe place for some of my cards. Pretty good cards, too. Vaults are vaults. And vaults can be either for yourself or you're hosting vaults for other people. Right. Today's definition of vault is almost like the PWCC definition of a vault. It will sell you an expensive card or you buy an expensive card. Oregon has some different tax structures. No sales tax, yeah. You send the card to Oregon and we'll hold the card for you until you tell me it's time to sell or whatever. Or we'll just hold the card for you in and a it's vault. fully insured. Again, this is sales tax advantage too. All the fractionals now, in effect, have vaults. They have to have a safe place to put the cards that, that if you're part of Alt or Rally Road or Collectible or the different ones that are there. You've got to know that if you paid for 1% of that card or so many shares, that card is real and is being safely uh, taken care of. And I sent this to some of the guys in Hobby Hotline. There's an art company doing what Collectible and Alt does. They just got a valuation of a billion. With no, a- the fine art fractional market is huge, right? I had a consulting pro bono, but I had a friend that was getting into that. Talked oh. about that a few years ago. And I really wasn't thinking about it that much for cards because this predated right. what they were doing with cards. But it's obvious that you could do it. But I'm not the candidate for a fractional because I've been a collector for a long time. I tangibly want to have the card. However, I am interested in a vault, but I don't want to have a, a vault that's across the country where I can't see the cards. And so Com C, those are cards. They're mine. I could get them to ship them back to me if I wanted to. They may take a while. <laughs> it's um, getting better on that. So let's, the shipping has gotten better. I look on the message boards and what started as expected ship date is now a lot of times cut in half. So it's right. getting... It's, they're doing a lot better. They're doing, doing a lot better. Okay. I also have a vault at BGMI right cards that I have submitted, quite a few, that are in limbo. They're not in limbo. They're in process. In fact, I don't even know if they're in process because... I haven't gotten notification that my order has been received, even though they've had it for months now. I, have, I think the clock doesn't start until they say... I have four cards I submitted through a friend okay. because I was showing the cards. Oh, I'll take them to BGS for you on Monday. Fine. That was October of last year. Okay. I still haven't gotten I don't know if I'm behind you or ahead of you. There's more than one big room of cards there. But that is a form of vault. PSA, if they really have millions of cards in their backlog, and I think that they do. they've got some great cards there, so they have to be fully insured. And uh, But the problem with them, it's not easy to get those back. I don't think you could call uh, PSA and say, I want my cards back. No, I don't they're, think still, it's, they're still sitting in they're box. pending. I think they may not have been opened. Now, no, maybe they, they can go get them, but I think that'd be tricky. That's shown the photo on yeah, Twitter about yeah. the rooms with the boxes that are just that stacked up. Well, they don't want to open them because the, the, really, right. yeah, the clock starts. Right. The clock starts. And here's the thing, at least with ComC, maybe you don't get the cards back, but you can always visit them anytime you want. As long yeah. as they've been processed, you can take a look at them. Yeah. So you can visit them without having to physically see them. We have two auction sponsors, Heritage and Huggins and Scott. I think they handle this issue differently. They have a form of vault. Heritage is doing 
even more money in, in coins, I think. Yeah, oh, God, they have coins. They Way have more in coins. So yeah. One of the assurances that, that, I, that I like about them is they got all their kinks worked out dealing with gold coins so that these very valuable sports cards are not throwing them off. Huggins has got more on the volume side, but they each take a different tack on protecting the cards that they have in their quote-unquote vault. So what was your experience with Heritage? I, I had a story about Huggins and Scott. You I don't really have it. a story of Heritage, but I know that they... I've never they heard, have their act together, let's put it that yeah, way. I've yeah, I've never heard of anything yeah. that was sent to Heritage that disappeared. Yeah. When there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Now, Huggins and Scott, what I understand from them is that they have a vault room. Actually, they have two vault rooms, what I'm told, is that the one vault room is the current auction, and then the next vault room is the next auction. I, and so they once they sell everything, then they work off that, and they flip-flop the rooms, and so it's all locked like up last, and secure. The last time I went to the store was about a decade ago. But in the I, store as well. Yes, that was in the store. And everything at the time was based out of the store. So they had, let's say, the store front. I think they had, yeah. And then the rest of it was dedicated to the auction. I think they do have, as you said, those really special rooms that mm. basically nobody had a key that to. That are secure. That are secure. That are super secure. But they will let people in, which I've thought about doing going up there, not just to bid, but it's like when I went to the first Topps Vault auction, which was fun just to see the stuff. And so if I went to Huggins & Scott, I'd be looking at everything, not just lots that I thought maybe I'll bid on this. And that'd be fun to think you could charge admission. It's like going to the, the National is almost like a form of a vault, even though it's multi-ownered and it's not my stuff, but it's all sitting there and you get a chance to walk through the museum, the vault. And frankly, these vaults, I don't think these vaults are going to be open for to stroll through and see everybody's stuff. No, the, the, Maybe Heritage, PWCC does Heritage, or, or a Golden. Are they going to let you see other people's stuff? Heritage at the National always has that big display of upcoming stuff for their right. auction. Herit and that's uh, cool. Huggins Scott has a showcase with yes. upcoming stuff for their auction. A lot of the big auction houses have their showcases and all that with what's coming up. You're right. We get to see it all in one place. And there's something cool about that. Larry Fritch. Had a vault. He's passed away now. We did an episode about him, but he's basically, he had a vault. He had a real vault, but then he had a barn. He <laughs> had he a lot had of good store, stuff in the barn. Store, but the barn was pretty amazing. In fact, now you realize that I think that case of uh, 86, 87 Fleur basketball probably was in the barn. Yeah. That's scary to think that more than a million. But it never got too hot in Wisconsin. Cold doesn't. But, but those weren't UV coated cards. So no. you were fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, seeing that quote-unquote vault was super cool for me, one of the highlights. Barry Halper had a vault. It was called his basement. And I think he, he lived in a nice neighborhood with good security. And he had his dry cleaner rack with all of his that was uh, fun. jerseys that went through and these built-in cabinets and things like that. So I think it's a lot of fun to have things like that. But with the values being so much, it, you have to be very selective in who you show it to. Just like these commercial vaults have to be... Very secure. They've got. I, I tell the story of our mutual friend, and I went to his house. He wanted the to show guy me his... in uh, toward west of here. Yes, and I'm fascinated because there's all this college stuff, recent college stuff I've never seen before. There's some old eight by ten photos I've never seen before, and then he pulls out the, the Wagner yeah. that he owns, and I almost didn't want to see it because it's. I don't care. I've seen Wagners. I haven't seen the college sets before. And then that night I'm having dinner with my wife and I, she's like, her eyes are glazing. Oh, and he has that card. Oh, really? Yeah. So if people know about a card that's, oh, okay. It's interesting what interests other people. Yeah. You and I are interested by different things than the normal yeah, people. I mean, it's great to see another Wagner, but it's the long tail. So I mean, you've never seen it all. There's one of ones we've seen. Yes. 
Okay, one more here. I think Burbank is a form of vault. They're all Rob and Ryan's and Stevens cards, I think. They own them. The company owns them. But they can get their hands on them pretty quick of amazing cards. Again, more long tail, I think. But just the sheer volume and the ability to say, that card is right here. Very impressive. Yes. And what's interesting is now they've also reopened a retail segment of the store. And it's not, I want to say it's an order, but not the same order. It's not for, let's say, picking orders up. It's more of a retail element. Of a showcase. Of a showcase. Yeah, yeah. Or a bunch of showcases. They posted on Facebook a photo the other day of 30 people in the store one night. That's impressive. They're doing very well retail. Yeah. Hats off to Ryan, I think. Yes, that's Ryan. Rob saying Ryan is the main I was, frankly, it was one of the few disappointments at the National, but not seeing Rob and Ryan was one of them. Me too. Okay. Name the places. This is not total trivia, but name the places you could go. Let's just keep it to America where you could see $20 million worth of cards. This Dr. Thomas Newman collection that just sold, this guy that I don't think I knew that was in Florida that Memory Lane sold his cards for 20-something million dollars in a pretty quick auction. So his heirs benefit. But how many places, where would you go to see 20 million or more dollars? I don't know if it's 20 million. If you were allowed in. Forget about being allowed in. I'd start with Nat Turner's Instagram. (laughs) Okay. I would agree. I would agree. There's a good one there. And I think 20 million (laughs) is a comparative thing. There are some collectors we know, some we don't. Uh, the owner of the Diamondbacks, who owns the PSA, Ken Kendrick. Yeah. That I think that's at least a ten million dollar card nowadays, if not more. Marshall Fogel. Marshall Fogel. Twenty million dollar mail, maybe. Yeah. That's just scary. But Rob Veras, there's twenty million million dollars worth of cards under that roof. There's twenty million dollars worth of cards more than that in Seattle. There's probably in 20, Redmond. Let's call it Redmond. There's probably twenty million dollars worth of cards at the PSA headquarters right now. There's more than that. There's more than that at VGS. On the other hand. We're not allowed in to a lot of those things. I, I don't even know that I could talk my way in, but, uh, but, uh, I think you could they talk need to be secure. I think you could talk your way into BGS. Uh, I, I could talk. I've been to BGS. <laughs> that I didn't have to talk that hard. <laughs> but I bet Heritage has $20 million worth of stuff yeah. in there. I bet Kenny Golden Auctions has $20 million or more sitting there being staged. Being I bet processed. the PWCC vault may have $20 million worth of stuff. The, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Especially uh-huh. when cards nowadays are one in two million, you don't need a lot to get the but used to that. Get a hernia, David Adams, and blow and blowout. I think maybe not in single cards, include, but if you include wax, unopened. Uh, you know, that's an amazing number. All these people who have twenty million dollars. It's twice as many as two years ago. It's three maybe, times. It may be a lot more than yeah, that because it's just everything went up like crazy. We talked about the ability in this vault to find what you're looking for. We were contrasting Burbank versus ComC and maybe contrasting Heritage versus Huggins and Scott in the sense that Huggins and Scott could say it's in that lot somewhere, but a lot of their shoebox lots, there's some good cards in there, but there's a bunch of other stuff in there. Whereas Heritage is, I'm selling this card, it's a single card lot, it's right here, it's valuable, it's protected, all that. ComC, different orientation than Burbank in terms of Burbank. Everything is linear by the set, by the number that they can go find it and pull orders that way. But ComC actually has an advantage, I think, in not being able to find the card as much as to be able to pull the order. Because every card is sequentially numbered. When I ID a card, let's say it's, I think we just, and some of it's because of EPAC that's really goosed it up, but we just identified our hundredth millionth card while we were at the National. So I didn't get to do that. You don't mean the card number at the back of the card. You mean the unique, like a barcoded like card. Like a barcoded a hundred millionth right. card. It was a Joey Which Gatt. Rob doesn't do at, right. at Burbank. 
It's more line of sight inventory. I'm going to go into this stack and pull that card that I need. If somebody sends him an order for 200 Alex or Joey Cora cards, he will go. He can beat Comp C on that. Yes. He can clearly beat Comp C on that because all the Joey Cora are, are. They're, they're in sets, but they're easy to figure out. You still have to go to each different year to get the cards because unless he's got Joey. No, Cora, he, he has all in a row. I think okay. of the, he doesn't do whatever the year is. Yeah. They'll all be in a row there. In fact, yeah. they're by condition sometimes, but Com C, they could be in different places. Correct. The same guy. They're not sorted at Com C. No, they're just identified. The right. They're identified. And so you just have the number. Whereas Rob, the sorting that he does. Would that make more fun for you to go to Rob's place as opposed to Com C? The Com C would be a random walk. If you I were able to look through their vault, their inventory, you'd see great card, not so great card, interesting card, different. They could be commingled. Actually, I went to the, actually, I went to the smaller warehouse for some changes. I will tell you that I think I'd be more interested in the Com C just because there's a different. It's eclectic. It's eclectic. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't know what you're going to see. You're you'd be see surprised. It. Yeah. Whereas with Rob, you'd say, I want to just look through this set and you start on card number one. You yeah. just work your way back. I'm finding that out in my little quote unquote vault is that people, I think, are going to enjoy the randomness more than the sequential. I had the kid that came over and wanted to see the Troy Aikman cars. He glassed over after about 50. You gloss over after a while. And, and, and it's just all the same. They were different poses. They were different sets. And I thought, isn't this interesting? And he said, can I have a Coke? Yeah. <laughs> can well, I stop be- now? Yeah, because how many Troy Aikmans would be overloaded? Apparently, it's less than 50. And sorry, Troy. That's true for Troy. That's true, it's for, true ev- for everybody. In other words, what we're saying is that the best vaults are not high volume. They're high quality. Yeah. It's more of a museum rather than a basement. It's the exhibits in the Hall of Fame, not the basement of the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame has backup stock on baseball. The backup stock, but who? I was down there, but it, nobody. who wants to do that besides you and me? Yeah. Really we were a focus cards. group for the Hall of Fame baseball yeah, card room, yeah. and everybody had great ideas. And I think I said something to the fact that, look, we're all going to have different great ideas. Other than the five cards everybody wants to see, yeah. you, it doesn't matter what you do because everybody will have something different, so just pick some themes and enjoy them. That's another vault yes. that has some great stuff. In fact, the, the vault aspect of the basement, if they were really able to display all that they had, it, it'd be overwhelming. Baseball cards are so popular, they've got a room for it now. Which They do. That's cool. Okay. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, everybody. Back again tomorrow. The man in the house of cards.